Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ginsburg podcast. I'm Osher Ginsburg. Uh, thank you so much for being here to a uh, slightly different episode this week. I'm in Utah right now. Um, yeah, a few things have gone on this week, but I'll tell you about that in a moment. Um, firstly, if you're new, welcome. Uh, please subscribe to the show. Um, if you uh, like the show, please leave a comment uh, or a rating in the iTunes store. That helps the show a lot. And um, if you need anything, send Osher email at gmail.com. That's it. Or you can go to osherginsburg.com and subscribe to the mailing list and just hit reply. And um, you can talk to me there. It's pretty easy. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm in Utah. Um, I brought uh, my bicycle up here. I'm here for a conference, but I did. I brought my bicycle. And um, it was really good. It was really, really good uh, riding around the mountains up here. Um, I did my first century, rode 100 miles. Uh, so they call that a century in cycling. Uh, it's 160 kilometers. <laughs> um, but it was pretty rad, 161 kilometers. And uh, it was pretty excellent. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was good. It was good to, to do and it was fun to do. And um, I don't know, it was weird. I thought it would be some sort of chorus of singing once I did it. But you know, I didn't feel anything. Except, oh, I did that. That felt good. Yeah. It was nice, though. I did um, have the benefit, though, of, like, because some of the hills were pretty epic. I mean, I'm in the mountains, right? So um, I did have the benefit of some of the, the kind of headspace tricks that I'd learned from other people in marathon running, like um, when you're on a hill, uh, you know, 
rather than I've got to go up this whole hill. No, I just have to go to that sign. I just have to go to that pole. I just have to go to that tree. Just like cutting, cutting the uh, the climb ahead of you uh, in bits. And a, a big part of that, you know, is kind of resonating with a lot of my life at the moment. And um, I remember Dan McPherson used to always tell me, "How do you eat an elephant? A bite at a time." Well, I'd never eaten an elephant, but yeah, many things in my life that kind of feel overwhelming to me. I find that if I break them down into chunks, small chunks, smaller chunks, smallest chunks, grains, how granular can I get this thing? It becomes easy to bear, and then you just have to do one thing at a time, one thing at a time. And that's, um, I guess that's uh, what I'm trying to do. Um, yeah. Anyway, I have to say sorry to you. I have to apologize. Something happened while I recorded this um show today uh, my guest is brendan mclean the lovely delightful talented incredible brendan mclean and um we actually spoke for about an hour and a bit before uh, the batteries on my flash recorder died now i don't design flash recorders but if i did I would build a redundancy in that if it ran out of batteries, it would save the file with the last breath of energy, but no. So I still have the file. I'm going to do everything I possibly can to recover the full file. I recovered a half an hour of it, or a bit more than half an hour of it. Um, but there's another half hour in there that uh, is still around in some form. So it does is going to take a bit of surgery, but there's something about this chat that I really wanted to get out now. Look, You've been by my side this whole time. You've helped me make this show what it is. You deserve the best possible show that I can bring you. Um, and so I apologize that there is a massive break in the in the, in the story. Um, and I'm trying to recover the file, but there's something about it that I just, I really wanted you to hear this week. I, I don't know why it couldn't wait. I just felt I really have to get it out now. Um but it's really enjoyable. You, you, you can hear us meeting, you can hear us getting to know each other, and I hope you enjoy that energy and, and enjoy that conversation. And we do get into some pretty deep stuff. Um, but please do support Brendan however you can. He's on Twitter. He's at McLean Brendan, M-A-C-L-E-A-N Brendan McLean. He's a, he's a remarkable guy. He's a remarkable guy. He's, he's 25 years old. He's a very, very talented singer, songwriter, and dancer. Um, he talks a bit about his, uh, his, how he got his start in dance and, um, he's been a, he's been a presenter on, on camera. He's worked for Channel V. He's worked for Triple J, which is the national youth radio network in Australia. Um, he has a fantastic video on YouTube, uh, stupid. I highly, highly recommend you watching it because it'll really give you a very good idea of who the world is dealing with when it comes to Brendan McLean. It's a really great conversation. And despite the technical issues, I sure hope you enjoy it. McLean or McLean? McLean. McLean. McLean, Scottish. Brendan McLean of the Clan McLean. Yes. Do you know your tartan? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's green, black, red. 
<laughs> and it's, uh, in, have you ever worn it? Yes, uh, for the first time, before, just before I left. Yeah, day, actually, you got you got you got to get in, a little in, ribbon. Yeah, oh, you didn't kill Tom? No, no, I didn't kill Tom. So like my my grandfather's funeral, um, and it was lovely to see the tartan out, and it was very traditional, very traditional Scottish. And um, we all there was a big silver bowl on yeah. top of the coffin, and we all took a, a sip of his. I think it was his favourite whiskey or something. Is like that, that how it works? Uh, yeah, and you pass it around to the family and uh-huh. everyone who was the coffin bearer, and then you put it back on, and it, it stays on top of it with some of his prized possessions. Did they pipe him out? They did. Oh God! Like yeah. the moment you hear that, once yeah. yeah, the moment that starts, yeah, you forget it. You're ruined. You're ruined, and you, you know it's what, such a piercing sound. But when it's in the context of emotion, like you are... As it should, like that's crushed. what it's for. Yeah. Not just for John Farnham and ACDC yeah. songs. It's yeah. for, you know... And it breaks your ribs at Completely. Part. Yeah. And, yeah. It's so that's that's my first McLean Tartan experience. Whoa. Yeah. Have you been to Scotland? No. No, I'll get there. I'll get there. It's a pretty amazing place. Yeah. I haven't been. It looks like... I'd only really left the country this year. It looks like Led Zeppelin 4, the cover. <laughs> That's what it looks like. It's like, oh, here, um, of course. I here we are. Here. I, can go, I can be here. here uh, you turn up and you see, Brother McLean, come on in line. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll work, yeah. I'll work on my accent before I get Put this though. guilt on. Yeah. I'd be happy to. Um, That's great. Well, I should say where we are. We are in... Uh, I believe what's referred to as the West Hollywood Actors Ghetto. Yeah, it is. It is a real ghetto. Like as as we were walking down, I could just feel the joy leaving the air. We're about. We're not even. Uh, there's one fabulous line about this street that I'm sure you know, but ah, uh, the Betty Davis one. Yeah, it's the greatest line ever. Yeah, would you I, like to deliver it correctly? Well, I I, I went to watch it on the YouTube today. Uh-huh. Um, the interview is basically Betty Davis, who was. If you don't, if you think Selena Gomez is hot on screen, mm. if you think that, oh, what's the other one? Demi Lovato is hot. It's if you think he's Disney Bruce, come back and look at a Betty Davis movie and try to tell me that this woman isn't one of the most. She was so stunning. Yeah. Just that woman, and she's tiny. Yeah. But good. But she gets songs about her, so that's good. Totally. Yeah. But that, that woman could just hold a camera, hold a screen. Like oh, unbelievably captivating emotionally, woman, emotional woman, and she's doing an interview with Johnny Carson, a long and rambling interview. He's trying to wrangle it, and he he can't possibly wrangle it, and she's just walking <laughs> all over him. And he's trying to save the interview, and he says, um, uh, "What what advice would you give a a young actress who's trying to get to Hollywood?" And she's this is at the time when he can still smoke on t- on t- yeah. on camera. She sucks back on this dark. She goes. Take Fountain. <laughs> and that's where we are. Which is so weird. we are on Fountain, trying to make it in Hollywood. Trying Should to make I, it to Hollywood. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm not so much. I don't, I, yeah. I'm not going to try acting anymore. I'm terrible. I'm a terrible actor. Oh, I've discovered it. There's two of us in this room. Alone. One of us can act more than the other, and, and I'm, I can't act. I, I, I can only play me. I can, I, that's what I've discovered. I played me in Neighbours once. Oh, yeah. You yeah. literally played you. I played me. Okay. I was me in an episode of Neighbours. Oh, good. Good. That's a lot like acting, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you're here doing music stuff? I am. I am. So I'm here. I got signed to a publishing contract. Oh, fab. So with Universal, and they send you a part of the advance, so an advance, like, a, you know, it's the same as a book advance. Uh-huh. They sort of send you over and you try and write like crazy while you're here and meet as many people as you can. So, yeah, it's been all meetings. and. So for folks who don't 
because people think, oh, record deal. Yeah, so uh, I don't actually have a record deal. Well, that's what I'm saying. For yeah. people, they might think the way to make a music is record deal. Could you yeah. explain what a publishing deal? Yeah, it's kind is? of like going around the back door, which is the right way for me to go. Um, I'll just let you leave that line on the table, and I'm going to walk Thank right you. away from it. Thank you very much. <laughs> It's so, a really good one. Thank you. That's yours. That's, that's yours to leave. We'll just leave it there. For everybody else, you can just hit rewind we right pick, now. We might pick that up later. Have a listen again. Um, so they, they give you the sort of money beforehand to continue living and write music. And you are writing songs. So it's more important that you write as many songs as you can, more than playing as many shows as you can. And it also means it opens up things like writing for film, writing for other artists. Yeah. Uh, which is what I've done. It's the Diane week. Warren method. Yeah, yeah, or the um, Linda Perry method. Linda Perry method. Well, and if you don't remember her, and I said, hey, yeah, yeah that yeah. song. Yeah, but then went on to go write everything for Pink. Made all all of Pink's career um, beautiful for Christina Aguilera. So the best thing about and, I, and I'm so happy that you're doing publishing because yeah. in this modern, we'll talk. Well, we could talk about it now. Mm. We'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it now. Um, in this modern way of making it in the music industry mm. where physical sales don't exist, don't make you, no one makes any money buying records anymore no. or, or selling records. The only way to make money is to go on tour yeah. and that can get old fast. Really old, really fast. But if you are touring with your one song, you can only play so many shows in a year. Yeah. But if you, Brendan, have written five songs and those people. five artists yeah. are all touring, yeah. well, you sit yeah, and I, in, I sort of in a beautiful a, house with your family. Uh, like superannuation. And go musician. to bed early. Yeah. And hang out yeah. with your friends. Very happy. You're not signing any merch. Very happy. <laughs> it's amazing. It's a great thing. And I mean, I like, I think it's a struggle that I had for a long time. A lot of people who enjoyed my music maybe wondered why I didn't break through sort of any chart sort of form in Australia. But it's also because I like theatre. I like cabaret and yeah. I love singing in cabaret. So artists like Amanda Palmer do that very well. Um, but there's just not a big audience for it back at home. So that's another reason why I'm here. So just to check out cabaret here and how many people go, it's a lot. Yeah. You know, it's I economies went, of scale, man. Yeah. I went to this, it was a, a Baz Luhrmann show down the road and it was just a collection of his songs. And I was like, oh, it's a Tuesday. There'll be no one there. Packed. And it's, they said it's packed every night. And I was like, wow. And it's a simple idea. So people get out and they see it. And it's, it's a wonderful thing. Well, it's the thing. economy as a scale. Between where I live on the beach mm. and the Inland Empire, north to Santa Barbara and south to OC, mm. there's the bigger, the more amount of people here than there are in Australia. Yeah. There's one city. Yeah. Okay, so. They got to fill rooms. They can. Yeah. So easily. Yeah. Uh, how did the publishing deal come about? Um, I had a little song called Stupid, which... Wasn't little. Well, are we tune? You're not in Australia uh, anymore. You can yeah. actually talk with success. With pride. Oh. <laughs> you can actually yeah. talk with pride. You can actually... I, I did this song called Stupid. Yeah. Got a great amount of traction. <laughs> really opened a whole bunch of doors for me. You don't have to be like, I'm really sorry that I released the song. Yeah. Uh, and interrupted your day by asking you to listen to it. Or I'm, pay sorry, any I'm sorry to that it. I was successful at the thing that I've been I'm doing my whole sorry life. Sorry I tried. I'm sorry that I, I, I unleashed and tapped into my creativity and That's somehow hit a nerve. very good at doing that Dan Illich is a wonderful man of being proud of his work. Yeah, he's yeah. good. I like listening to him. He's always I, like, I am, watch that video. I am at one, in one, in one thing I am all for, I think humility is very important for all of us to have, mm. but I think it's very important to take pride in your work and 
I think our country particularly could do a whole lot more in the world yeah. if we stopped tearing a fuck each other down yeah. every time someone succeeded somewhere that wasn't sport. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I, I can't even talk about sport. I cannot talk about sport because, like, it's just crushes me crushes me in every way it has its place and people enjoy it but so does art you know and we yeah. should also accept that so yeah. so rewinding i had yeah. a song stupid yeah. and it did pretty damn well yeah but especially for me um and i did a possible so our version of kickstarter that did great um cleared the cleared the goal and i just tweeted at universal and i said hey i write good songs and i don't want to work a crappy job can you help me and they said, well, come in next week. Huh. And so I came in, they offered me a pretty bad deal, and I was like, no, nah, I'll, I'll Like a record it. deal? Um, no, a bad advance. Like, a, okay. like it wouldn't have lasted more than a for few not weeks. A pub- for a publishing deal? For a publishing deal. Okay. And I was like, okay, no, I need to think about it. You know, kept pushing the, the Kickstarter, it owned a little more, and I just walked in and said, I want double that. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, that'll mean double the work. And I was like, fine, I want to work. Like, make me work. Yeah. And then I was just lucky as a part of it, um, often... You know, for any musicians out there wondering how I'm in this country, you can make things like flights, trips overseas as a part of your advance. So you get to, you know, I worked with RuPaul this week and I would have never been near RuPaul's show had I not been in this country. Yeah. It's all serendipitous meetings. It's, it's you know, meeting one guy who goes, oh, go here. And, you know, him saying, you should work with Rufus Wainwright. And me going, ha, I'll never meet Rufus Wainwright. Two seconds later, they whip out their phone like, hey, Rufus, i got a friend here who's coming to New York. Can you meet him? He's like, oh, okay. So, you know, then you're meeting Rufus Wainwright. But you, you wouldn't do it if you can't leave the country. Yeah. Um, How great's Ru? Oh, stunning. He's amazing. Yeah. He's, he's like being in the same room as the sun. Yeah. It glows. It glows upon you. And you feel more fabulous. And you feel taller. Like, he's like 6'6 six, six or something. Yeah. He's not a, and not a small person. God damn, he's good looking. Yeah. Yeah. Did he have the stash today? Yeah, like kind of almost. It was he's, a bit John Waters-y. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He not does. many people can pull that off. Oh, boy. He's... And those suits that he wears. So crisp. He gets them all made for himself. So. Of course he does. Yeah. As if you wouldn't. Everything's bespoke when you're him. I know. I got a bespoke suit once. It was awful. I was so upset. I got one. I got two made. I got one made for my wedding. And I got another one made. And I lost a shitload of weight. And... Oh, no. They don't fit anymore. Well, I got divorced, so I gave... The wedding suit to Goodwill. So somewhere there's a guy walking around in this fucking great white yeah. Billy Ocean amazing white suit that I got. Full of emotions, by the way. Yeah, he doesn't know, she doesn't know. <laughs> but, you know, it was, you know, last worn as the sun set into the Mediterranean. Uh, and, um, but I was, oh, God, how much heavier than I am now? Well, a bit, like at least 10 kilos heavier. Mm. And the other one, again. Yeah, you look good. Well, thanks, darling. Anyway. I've been cycling my little ring been doing the reverse I've just been eating a lot yeah well yeah. there's good food here yeah and luckily like my boyfriend is kind of like can you get a tummy like I kind of like tummies oh so I'm like yes I've got a feeder <laughs> um, so you know whether I feel like being toned or something like that or I just don't it's kind of win-win you know I'm either going to feel great or he's going to be happy so I'll be happy too that's pretty good yeah it's a pretty good deal I'm pretty happy with that I was holding like a burrito that was like a child the other day like yeah. cradling it yeah and, like, trying to hold its head. Have you been to In-N-Out? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah, right. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to lower our voices for a minute for In-N-Out. <laughs> wow. The grease, it just... I've never eaten it. I've only seen the looks on people's faces when they put it in their mouths. It's... And I was thinking... Life. Oh. Yeah. 
Why would you even bother opening another burger franchise? No. It's like it's just like they've got a sponge and dipped it in oil and you are just pressing that into your face. <laughs> you are just let just <sighs> So good. Yeah. Yeah. But I hear Fat Burger's pretty good as well. Fat Burger? Yeah. I haven't, I haven't tried it yet. I'll get there. Fat Burger's got the uh, they've got like the fifteen hundred calorie oh. um, like your entire I don't like food challenges because I'm I'm a small man. Um, and you don't, I only expand so far. How are you going to get that tummy if I you know. don't get to work? I know, I'm working on Okay, sure, sure. Don't stress me out, man. Well, while you're here, you, may, you, may as, you must go up to Roscoe's Chicken Waffles then. Okay. you got to get a bit oh, of... Oh, yeah, somebody said I had to get a, a waffle chicken. The thing. chicken waffle, yeah. But today, we are drinking kale. We're drinking kale. I went to Whole Foods beforehand, and uh, I think I only paid $17 for two small bottles of kale. Yep, it is, it is cheaper to buy two chocolates, a pack of cigarettes, and a lighter... <laughs> than it is to buy a juice. <laughs> Does that make you think, America? I'm in the wrong business. Yeah. I should be in the juice business. Yeah. Um, so this is very different to when we first met. We first met, uh, you were in a onesie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we met outside a vegan food truck yeah. in the hinterland of Byron Bay. And I don't know which one of us was patient zero, but... Oh, oh no, yeah. We met at Splendor in the Grass, which is a festival. It's like a three-day-long festival, a camping festival. Um, I don't know if you camp really at Coachella, but it's, it's fabulous. It's nice. It's yeah. only about 20,000 punters. Mm. It's not that massive, but I got so sick after that. It was violent. Like, like that black bile sick. I, I was like, this is... I barely made it through work. Mm. My hair and makeup people, and there's a team of them, they had to work super hard just to make me look yeah. semi... Yeah, like the Edward Scissorhands kind of... We'll just start with a new layer. Blend, blend, yeah, blend, blend, blend. Secret is in the blending. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was horrifying. I don't think I've ever sweat that much in bed. Um, uh, things were coming out of me which shouldn't have been. Yeah. Uh, From range, every end. Every angle. I puked in the street. For the first time since I stopped drinking. Wow. Uh, now that that's that, that says a lot. Back when I was drinking, it was like, well, don't worry about it. I thought it. I thought I thought this thing, and a lot of other people got it at Splendor as well. Yeah. The girls that I came home with just in a car called me the week after and were like, "What have we got?" Yeah. And one of them ended up in hospital. Yes, I, I know some a few people that ended up in yeah. hospital with that virus. I think it was Ebola. Uh, no, we'd be dead. Ah, uh, maybe TB. No, then we'd be in Victorian England. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, or Nicole Kidman in with Moulin a, Rouge. With a bonnet coughing yeah. into a little lace kerchief. <laughs> did you bring me the bonnet I requested? I didn't. Come on! I didn't. I'll just go down to Bonnets, 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 which is on... <laughs> it's on Western. Bonnets are us. It's in the... World of Bonnets! It's, it's just in the Bonnet District. <laughs> just on Western and Hollywood. Just, it's a special district. How, long, how much longer are you in town? Um, I'm in LA for one more week. Then you must right. go to Jumbo's Clown Room. Okay. It's the place where Courtney Love worked. It's, okay. There's no boobs out. No it's just a, it's, just, it's about as big as this room. It's not a very big room. It's just a dirty biker bar. And that would Courtney Love with a dancer there. Yeah. Oh. With a with a stage and a pole. I could go there. Rue took me there the first time. I went there yeah. with Rue, and the girls walk out. They put the song on the jukebox. And while the, while the song's getting ready to start, they walk back up onto the stage and it's the girls who are like... Wait, the girls dancing start the song in the jukebox. And then walk 
up onto the stage wow. and dance to the song on the jukebox. Wow, that's special. Which is usually, I mean... That's really special. Last time I was there, it was... There's a lot of guns in Motley Crue, and I said to the girl I was with, I'm like, well, you're not going to hear this kind of metal in L.A. anymore, but if you were at least going to hear it, this is the most appropriate place you could possibly hear it. Because the level of dance, it's kind of like... Like, there's Spearmint Rhino, which is a big franchise, a big gentleman's club franchise. I don't know why they call them gentleman's club, because no, I've never met a gentleman on them. in them, no. Um, and it's, a, it's like a couple of levels below that, because there's, there's like... It's quite... I, I kind of dig it, because the girls... There's, there's big girls, mm. and girls with sur- surgery scars. Oh. And that she doesn't dance there anymore, but there was a, a girl who had a below-the-elbow... Um, Above-the-elbow amputation on on her left arm. Yeah, I dig that too. You know, I like guys with shapes. And I mean, I I wrote about it a while ago. I'm, I guess I'm a a cub scout or a bear hunter kind of a guy. For folks that aren't familiar with the... Yep. The... uh, Bigger guys. Yeah. Bigger guys. I like a bigger man to to hold. I like to to, to be spooned by a large man or be be his big spoon, which is called the jetpack. So when, <laughs> when you're a smaller man spooning the bigger person, it's jetpacking. So, <laughs> so now you know. The more you know, right? The jetpack. The jetpack, and I really appreciate that. Kind of, it's a lot of security for me, and and I have a lot of security issues as I've discovered over the past two years of my life. Um, so yeah, I've always gone after a bigger man, and and when I go to a bar, I just have no interest. Actually, I. I have you gone to Hamburger Mary's? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, then. There are shapes. I like shapes. I like <laughs> yeah. shapes in people. I prefer that to the Abbey. The Abbey's too much of a... Yeah. But no, I, li- I like Hamburger Mary's. Um, That's a gay bar. I should yeah. mention it. It's, it's not far from here, actually. But, yeah, no, it's incredible. It's down the road. And yeah. it's uh, on tomorrow, Wednesdays. Yeah. These are incredible shows. And, you know, as I, I, I think I always like to say this, I'm not trying to get away with doubling on a joke. I did tweet this the other day. Yeah. That... I never really like dating a muscly guy because I really feel like they don't know snacks. Ah. And if someone doesn't know snacks, I really don't want anything to do with them. Got to know snacks. You got to know snacks. Like, I got introduced to s'mores the other day. Oh, right, yeah. Chocolate, marshmallow. Well, we're in snack them. season. We're in Halloween. This is, yeah. it's Snack Town USA. Have you got a Halloween costume ready? Um, I'm thinking I'm going to go with... Um, a bad doctor from One Floor of the Cuckoo's Nest. Ooh. Or... Literary. Jack, uh, during his uh, electroshock therapy. Oh! In Cuckoo's Nest. That's cool. I've been invited to an asylum party. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm that thinking. Helps. Yeah. Um, I'm going as, as Maddie from the Sia Chandelier video clip. The who? You know, you know the dancer from... Have you seen Sia's Chandelier video no, clip? No, no. It's like little dancing girl. Uh-huh. I'm going to get the Sia wig and have a, like a nice tight leotard. Um, and, and uh, you know, maybe to make it disgusting, it could be like menstruating Maddie or something like go. that. You'd look good in a leotard, though. I, I'm too lumpy for leotards at this point. No. Give me a little more time. I'm, I'm one step away from leotards. Who, who am I kidding? I wear bike, you know, I wear yeah. essentially middle-aged man Spanx. I've seen your photos lately. You're looking good. You're looking I'm wearing, well, thank you for saying so. Well, you know, I'm it's wearing... compliments for you, though. I beg your pardon? I've given you enough compliments. You have. Short podcast. <laughs> um, 
Well, I'm, look, I'm really thrilled you're here. Have you met up with uh, who else? Who should you meet while I'm here? Did, have you met? Uh, is Courtney in town? Have you been Courtney Act? Um, yeah. I, I know Courtney. Do you know? A bit. Uh, I haven't because she's totally mates with Rue, but yeah. she knows she lives in West Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's hey, Shane's fucking brilliant. Yeah, he's been on this show. He's amazing. Yeah, he's an amazing human being. Truly, like I really dig him. I, I used to go and watch Courtney's shows up on Oxford Street yeah. when I was little, and it's just it's been dedication from ten years ago. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The shows that he does were as as impressive then. Yeah, he's really great. And it's just wonderful that he's now got the means. Yeah. You know, so many good artists just need the means to discover what's in their head, but Courtney has always been able to give you a glimpse of what's there, and that's yeah. the trick, I think, just giving people a glimpse of what you could do with a bazillion dollars or whatever. And he's very funny. He's but, funny, haha. Yeah. yeah. He really, yeah, he's, he's... As a drag queen, they have a gift of, you know, I'm looking at a box on the table right now, and I know that Courtney could rip it apart and make a gown out of it and put on a show right here yeah. by like tapping the chair and away it would go. It would. Yeah. Drag queens, right? I get drag queens to make my costumes. That's a good play. I should they make work them, on. They make them real quick, yeah. real cheap, and they look incredible. Well, that's why I should sort that out. I think so. For my Halloween scenario. I think so. Yeah. So we're, look, we're both a long way from home. Um, yeah. What part of the Australia continent did you grow up in? Um, I grew up in Cronulla in Sydney. Right, yeah. which are the world-famous race right, I Cronulla. I was a Shire boy, yeah. yeah, yeah, in the Sutherland Shire. So that was pretty awful for me. Yeah, not really known for their, uh, shall we say, acceptance. No, and I was a little ballerina. Um, you, were the, you were the boy in the ballet class? Yes. Now, how did that come about? Did you say, Mum? It was so Billy Elliot. I was doing karate, and I was up to purple belt. Thank you. I started at purple belt because it was the most fabulous colour. Um, but I remember I was doing my kata, and I was halfway through it, and I remember seeing these like shiny gold costumes. They were doing their dress rehearsal, and I was what, like, in the same school hall. In or the something? same school hall, yeah. yeah. And I was like, I'm doing that next week, and I started there, and I did it for 12 years. How did you say, Mum and Dad? Um, did you walk over and say, Excuse me, How old were you? Well, I think I was eight. Yeah. And yeah, I was just like, Can I give it a go? There was a boys' class, so that was kind of like. You know, my ease in, my shoehorn into to loving dance. The back door. Yeah. Again, again, the back door. Thanks for um, unshelving that joke, if you will. <laughs> I might shelve it again for the moment. Um, just, just let me shelve this joke. Before or after you dock with your jetpack. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is a special podcast. <laughs> I hope that somebody, like, writes the word. Just words. don't go to Urban Dictionary. <laughs> I really hope that after we put this online, there's just a new list next to it. It's like, words to discover in the podcast. Still not sure what Brendan McLean does. Don't know what a publishing deal means, but sure know these words. Thanks, podcast. What do you call the podcast? Has it got a funny name? Uh, what do pun? I call it? Has it got a pun for it? Or? No, I really should have. Punless? I just, I just did it. And so I called it the Osher Ginsberg Podcast because I didn't know what else to call it. Oh, okay. I was trying to come up with something. Straightforward. I was like, well, I don't know what to call it, so I'll call it this. Don't, don't mess up your brand. That's it. Yeah. So that's what it is. Yeah. I like it. I could have called it the Osher Ginsberg Show, but mm. there's no real mu- there's not really much of a show. Yeah. I could put on a show for you now. Well, maybe later. Hey! Hello. Um, so you're eight. How did yeah. the conversation with mum go? It was, it was fine. Yeah? It was fine. She was excited. She liked that I danced. Yeah. Um, my dad was fine. I mean, he played footy for 28 years. He played for St. George and then trained 
What, A grade? Yeah. Oh, wow. And then I think I ruined it. I think I was born and he stopped playing. Uh, but Do you have brothers and sisters? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Older, older sister uh-huh. and a younger sister. Okay. Um, so, yeah, he stopped to sort of help out and look after us and then they got divorced uh-huh. and I didn't see much of him for a very long time. But they always support my dancing and they were fine when I came out. I came out to Dad, though, uh, not really by my own accords. I got arrested at Stonewall on Oxford Street when I was 15 for being 15. And I remember Dad walking in to the cop shop and I was, I was literally sitting under a shiny gold banner that said, Gay and Lesbian Youth Services. And I was like, hey, Dad, how are you doing? He was like, hmm. And his first thing that he did was turn around to the police, uh, the cop, and said, so you guys like Kylie Minogue, right? And I was like, Dad. That's what he knows. What he knows. But then he was just... He, He's not technically incorrect. He wasn't angry at all. <laughs> he was just upset that I lied to him and I said I was going to a Ben Stiller film. Uh-huh. And I'm not sure if he was more upset about the Ben Stiller film or the lying. Uh-huh. Um, but he was just, yeah, that was but surely it. your parents knew. I mean, like... They knew. There's kids... Yeah, I was, I was a pretty camp dude. There's yeah. kids that I know, I'm like... Yeah. Give it a couple years. Yeah. But, and their parents go, oh, yeah. Look, they, they in their knew. own time. They absolutely knew. And they were fine. He was just sad that I felt like I had to lie to him. But, oh, that's yeah. nice, though. Yeah. No, I got very lucky. That's nice that he wasn't upset. No. That, it, that wasn't like a... And, and certainly not that many people have that luck in Sutherland Shire. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's why I got into sort of the, the activism that I do, which is all um, with young people in the suburbs, because I feel like there's a lot of programs in the city but, you know, from my experience, I know that yeah. the, the issue areas are out in those suburban areas. Yeah. And even, even more, if you go out to the country, like, that's where you need someone going, all right, do you need an anonymous place to yeah. go and talk to someone? Yeah. Just, and ask dumb questions. You yeah. know? Even if it's just me, two people, and, you know, a moderator there, maybe. Just what's to a jetpack? Like, yeah, what's a jetpack? Or, like, what's an okay bar to go to? Yeah. You know, what's, a, what's an easy way into the scene? Or yeah. what is the scene? What does it mean to be at the scene? When did you know that you were different from other boys? Um, I knew pretty early. I think it was, like, 12 or 13. Right. I guess when, you know, sexuality kicks yeah. in. Uh, you know, I've never slept with a woman. Um, I was always pretty sure right. that that's, that's what... I, but, you know, you just block it off for a little while. Turn it off. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Like a light switch. Absolutely. <laughs> but then let it go. Um, <laughs> which I did. And, uh, yeah, I, I had teachers that supported me in the school, but there uh-huh. was a lot of bullying, a lot of physical abuse. And, yeah. Uh, I'd imagine there'd be a lot of verbal abuse as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it actually, you know, not to use an old term, but it got better when I came out because uh, one, one trick that I always tell young people is... You know, not to push anyone to come out. I'd never do that. And I think there are real issues with people begging people to come out. Uh-huh. It doesn't always help. But when you do come out, if people are abusing you, suddenly it's, it's a hate crime. Yeah. And you can say, no, this isn't a joke anymore. I can take you to the police station. This yeah. isn't just childish bullying. You are now abusing me based yeah. on my sexuality. And that's, that can be a real bit of power to hold. And so, you know, when people... You know, whatever word they use to call me a homosexual, I'll just say, yes, I am. Would you like to continue? This is what will happen if you do. And that's a really powerful thing that you can own. Yeah. You know, you, uh, even as a young student, you do have the right to stand up for your sexuality and yourself, as everybody does. 
um, uh, just as young women should know that if someone is being sexist towards them, it's not a joke. No. It's someone actually abusing you. Yeah. Yeah. And so that, that was a real turning moment for me in, in year 11 um, is when I was starting to be open. open. So this is after the arrest? Yes. So yeah. I guess the word got around pretty quick. Uh, yeah. Hey, Brennan got arrested yeah. at the Stonewall. Oh, what was he doing? Did he steal something? Yeah. Did he hotwire a car? No, he didn't. He was dancing to Madonna at Stonewall and drinking, you know, vodka cranberry. But the sea breeze, I do like it. <laughs> yeah. That's well, I, I, not anymore, but yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a jolly good drink. Good start. So what, uh, so it was a state high school? What kind of school was it? Public school. Yeah. Um, which I'm very proud of my public schoolism. Um, yeah, and they, they let me study dance, drama, art, music and four years English. And Hang on. Dance, yeah, drama, drama art, art, music. And four units of English. So, That's amazing. Yeah, and I loved it. I loved it because, I mean, I, we had a pretty bad time at home. Uh, my attendance was 52%. Uh-huh. And that was only because the drama teacher faked the marks. Right. I shouldn't have like, been able to finish year 12. I just, it was pretty bad at home. Mum would literally walk downstairs and go, do you want to go to school? And I'd go, no. Nah. And then she'd go to work and I'd look after our baby sister. Um, oh, yeah. And that was the, pla- that was the, yeah. how old was the sister at the time? Mm, one. Okay, so that was the, yeah, that was the, uh, yeah, the deal. So the payoff, if you're going to stay home, you'll look after your baby sister. Wow. So, yeah, and then things got just terrible. And finally, in, in my last year of high school, I moved to my dad's, which was in Arncliffe, which was great for me. Growing up in Cronulla, you know, very white, and suddenly to be in Arncliffe, which is almost 100% Lebanese. Yeah. It's a great change. Yeah. You know, at first I was like, oh, what's going on? The, the signs aren't in English. And then you realise that every culture is a part of your life in Australia. And yeah. it's a lovely thing to, for a Shire boy, a Cronulla boy. To, it's a gift. And that's about the point where my flash recorder died. Once again, I truly apologise. We talked about a lot of stuff. As soon as I recover the file, I can't wait for you to hear it. Um, but we pick up where Brendan and I started talking about his advocacy work in the LGBTQI community or GLBTQI community and um, the support that that community brings. And um, that's where we pick up again. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Um, so, sorry, the flash recorder just died. Yep. So, there might be, a, might be a little blip there. Um, but you. 
you said to, to if, if there was a, if if you were identified with the T in the mm. uh, GLBTI, um, that there's something there for you. And you said something about asking the world. Yeah, being 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 specific is I, is I find it more important even as I grow up. Just just asking the world to cater to you. Yeah, because you deserve that. So even for me, I now go to a GLBTI doctor who I just feel more comfortable and I get better treatment because yeah. of because of that. Um, but if you're a young person, there are specific people for young people who identify differently with their sexuality and they can take better care of you than you know just a, just any other counselor and yeah. so search them out they're usually free in some way you can usually find them it's an amazing free. part about australia yeah Unbel- unbelievable and literally if you cannot find that tweet me i'm at mclean brendan <laughs> i'm being absolutely serious this is a part of my job and a part of you know everything that i do for acon and i represent them all the time now um, tweet me and I'll send you a link to the closest place for you. I think that's that's really, really important to remember no matter what's going on is that nobody does this alone. No. We're a communal species and... You can actually talk to us. There's, we and, can talk to you. And I think a lot of the burden that a lot of people fa- feel is that I don't want to reach out because I don't want to be a... I don't want to. I don't want to bother anybody. Yeah. I don't want to intrude on anyone with my my silly problems. My problems aren't big enough. Oh, yeah. I'm not that bad. And I uh, thought that when I was trying to, you know, but, uh, hurt myself. I just want to try and impress upon people that to be of service to someone who needs you is one of the greatest gifts that you can be given. Yeah. And when the person puts their name on the phone list. Mm as I'm the one on the phone list for tonight. And when their phone rings, they are delighted that they're there for you. And they're so happy that they can take the time that they're so happy that you're the, oh, I'm so glad it's you. I'm grateful you called. Let me talk. And know from the bottom of my heart, from personal experience, that when someone calls me, it's like, oh, thank fuck. Because it gets me out of my head. And I'm just grateful I can be there for someone. And if we all, like, this is another muscle. This is another muscle we all need to practice. Call. Call, send that message. Just reach out. Send the message. Reach and out. No, I, I don't doubt for a second you'll do it for someone else. Now, out, out of... Uh, um, once you leave Los Angeles, mm. you're going to New York City. New York City, baby. Yeah. You've been there before? Never. I'm so excited. <laughs> Holy shit. I'm so excited. I've got a coffee date lined up with Rufus Wainwright, my hero. I've got a show with Amanda Palmer, my other hero. And my very first show in America, which will be great. I'm really excited. Broadway show? Oh, no, uh, no, I'm playing. At a, it's, You're playing? Uh, yeah. This place called the Players Club. It's existed since 1888. And so I've got my first spot. So I'll have my piano. How long are you there for? Um, oh, it's just one night. Oh, in New York for a month. I mean, Of course you are. Yeah. Yeah. My first, my first Mardi Gras. Uh, six or something in the morning. <laughs> I was on the floor of the Royal Hall of Industries. And the DJ dropped New York City Boy by the Pet Shop Boys. I was like, that's it. All right. <laughs> you just disintegrated into stars. I did. Uh, the, gl- the glitter erupted from beneath me. You'll love the shit out of it. I can't wait. Good luck coming back to Australia after being in New York <laughs> for a month. Never long, I'm sure. Won't Have be. you got warm clothes? I do. I do. I brought them for LA and then was cruelly mistaken. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I yeah. I'm not even wearing clothes right now. This is, there's no yeah. there's no reason. This is a nude podcast. It, no, it's just like it's it's, it's a city. It's is nice. Wait, this is yeah. the first day that it's been re- v- 
somewhat. This is not a sweaty city. You're gonna love the shit out of New York. Yeah, like yeah. It's so, it's it's so, so me. I got tickets to Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Like that's go see old. go see all the Broadway. Go Everything. see all the shows. Yeah, just go do all of it. Go rub up against it. It's yeah, amazing. Coffee and a hot dog and tell someone that I'm walking here. Where are you staying? Do you know? Uh, west Side. In the West Side. Upper, lower, mid. Upper, upper west. Oh, fancy. Yeah, which is great. It's just um, this is a great thing about the music community. Is you just message people and go, need a place. And someone's like, yeah, got a place. Stay here. That's great. So I'm staying with a guy named Lance Horn, who writes for a fabulous cabaret artist named Meow Meow. Very talented. Um, and, yeah, staying with them. Just a little family of musicians that I met through this. So, yeah. And it's, none of it's been universal so far. Today was my first universal meeting. Right. Everything's been through Twitter. Um, and, to, like, no, sorry, yesterday was my first meeting. And so I'm going to, like, some, do some very serious studio stuff. But all this has been Twitter, Facebook, friends, and... You've been doing all your own hustling. Yeah. That's amazing, man. Yeah. And I love it. I wouldn't have it any other way. But you also, you do have that, having the universal thing behind you does kind of legitimize... Yeah. Legitimize yeah. it. it. It means, I mean, you open the door, but you look a little bit, little bit musclier. But also that when you've also... The thing is, you've got the work behind you, and that when they go, googly Google, and mm. they see you and go, oh, he yeah. said this about that. Yeah. And he's done this video. Yeah, I'd love to meet that cat. Yeah. That'd be rad. <laughs> so you've got that up your sleeve. So that's just well, as much. Always, as... Absolutely. And I mean, I'd say that to any, any artist, you know, start creating stuff. Something that the hip hop community does better than any other community is mixtapes. Yeah. They just have stuff online. Yeah. I want to hear this person. I can. It's on SoundCloud. Don't sit on your tracks. Don't have your, your hit track hidden in your pocket for five years because no one's going to give a shit when you release it. Get it online. Make a video later. Send it to the radio stations later. It's fine. They won't care if it's not a hit yet. Just you know, delete it from SoundCloud and re-upload it and say that's the date. They don't know. They don't look that hard. But put stuff online. Make it accessible. And then you will meet people. I promise you. No matter how good the quality of the production is, whatever. Get it online. Show people what you do and they will want to meet you. Now, ship now. it. As, it Seth, now. as Seth Godin would say, just ship it. Now. This is why you asked me about what I called the podcast. It's like, I didn't have a name, yeah. but I just like, Go. I just have to make it. So I just did it. What's another, I, I heard, you know, we were talking about classic quotes and I forget who it's by, but they, they were just, they were being goaded by a, a management agency and got signed up. And they were like, okay, we're going to do this in a year and this in two years. We're setting up for this 10 year platform. And he turned around and said, what are we doing on Monday? Yeah. But, like, that's what, that's what life is for artists and needs to be. Like, that's what I want to do. Like, right now, I'm like, well, okay, what's next? Like, tell me what's next for us. You know, what, what creative thing can we do next? That's fun. That's why music is playing. That's why you should be playing. When do you leave Los Angeles? <laughs> Saturday. Bother, but then you're in New York for a month. Yeah. Well, I, th I think I might have to come back, actually. So that could be good. I'll come back and say hi. I've got a couch if you oh, need cool. it. We'll Want to go to Halloween together? We'll play ukulele. Yeah. Thank you, Brendan. That's cool. Thank you. <laughs> and that is Brendan McLean, the wonderful, the talented, the charming, the funny Brendan McLean. Again, apologies for the missing half hour or so. I'm doing everything I can to try and get it back. Follow Brendan on Twitter. He's at McLean, M-A-C-L-E-A-N, Brendan, at McLean Brendan. Yes, who he is on Twitter. Um, thank you so much for listening. I'm... Uh, it's late at night here. What is it? It's half past 11. Um, to be honest, I'm lying in my pajamas. <laughs> Doing this right before I go to sleep. Is that too much information? I don't know. 
But like I told you last week, we've known each other a long time. I can share these things with you. Hey, I hope you have a great week. And uh, I really do. I hope you have a great week. And maybe try doing that thing, you know. Taking massive things that look overwhelming and Herculean. Break them down into little bits. And just work on those little bits. One at a time. Before you know it, you've done it all. Well, that's the theory anyway. Feels to me the little bits are easier to manage. I'll stop now. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being a part of the show. I'm so grateful you're here. Without you, I can't make this, so thank you very much. Now, it seems appropriate that I'm in my pajamas lying on a bed to wish you to sleep well and dream of beautiful things. Good night. On a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/style for free shipping and three hundred and sixty-five day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 